Now, 500 customers a year, and let's say you make yourself 500 bucks. Now, sit down for this, okay? That's $250,000 in business. Wow. Do you see how asking for referrals, doing nothing but making a free phone call because it's local, even if you paid someone $50,000 a year to do nothing but make phone calls and work a referral system, how that could make you more money? You're right. Hi, this is Michael Sinoff with HardToFindSeminars.com. Again, we have another opportunity analysis interview. This time it's with Raphael Chapman. Raphael Chapman operates a big truck moving company and has been in operation for over 25 years. This particular call is going to be a great additional illustration on how to conduct an opportunity analysis, how to uncover hidden marketing assets in a business. In this particular call, Raphael was at the point where he wanted to get out of the moving business. And you'll hear some real specifics in this interview of how he was leaving all this money on the table. And you'll hear how I uncover thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of potential net income by uncovering hidden marketing assets in his business. You'll also notice how I'm closing all the way through the interview. After each section I talk about, I ask him, can you see how you're leaving money on the table? And this is real important when you do these opportunity analysis with your potential prospects, is to always be closing through this interview. Enjoy. Yes. This is Michael Sinoff. How are you? Fine, thank you. How about yourself? Doing very good. How are you doing? Doing very good. And yourself? Okay. Do you have yourself about 45 minutes of uninterrupted time? Yes. Okay, great. Um, first off, I want to say I would like to, with your permission, as part of a service, I'll provide you with the recording that we do today. So I'm going to record the call as for training purposes for some of my other consultants because what I'm going to do is I'm going to take you through a system. We call it an opportunity analysis. And the opportunity analysis is it's a set of questions that help me identify some of the money that you're leaving on the table in your business. Now, I can't say for sure that I'll find um, hidden assets in your business, money that you're leaving on the table, but I would say about 90% sure I can find some for you. So that's the purpose of our call today. And would it be all right if I recorded this for the training of my people and, and so I can provide you a copy of the audio recording? Yes. Now, let me tell you what exactly my situation is. Okay, go ahead. Okay, I've been in the moving business for 30 years. This is a small operation. I just have three helpers and myself. Well, the problem, the way how I have done my moving business is I had work physically in the business. Physically? I not really work out, out of the business. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have been involved in all the phrases of the operation. Okay. Who's? But you're the owner of the business, right? I am the owner. I am the salesperson. I am the worker. I'm the person that takes the truck to the mechanic. Okay. So you're doing everything. 
Yeah. Well, and, and so you've been working in the business, but not really on the business. That's right. Well, why don't we take I think it may be a good exercise, even if you get into the mortgage business, to uh, for a way to look at a business. And what better way to look at your business that you've had for 30 years and some of the things maybe you've done right and some of the things you've done wrong. And would you, would you want to talk about your business some? Let me go through this system with you, and let's talk about your business the best you can, okay? Okay. Um, the first thing I want to do is I want to just, I don't know how much I've told you on the phone about who I am and, and why we're talking today. So let me just tell you quickly about what I do. What I do and what my company does is I work with business owners, people like yourself, helping them to maximize their marketing success. Now, most of my clients are small to medium sized companies with sales under $5 million per year. Okay? Now, don't laugh. If I have a million dollars, I would retire today. That's okay. Every business starts somewhere, right? Yeah. Uh, even Hewitt Packard, they started in a garage. But I work with a unique marketing approach. I look at all of your marketing assets, and I find ways to leverage and optimize your success from the assets you already have in place. Now, because I try and leverage existing marketing assets, you can often realize dramatic and profitable growth without having to invest a lot of money or make a lot of significant changes in your business operation. So what I'd like to do today is I'd like to take a look at your business and see where you are. I know kind of where you're going, and I'd like to see how we might be able to help your existing business, because you may hold on to that business for a little bit. So does that make sense to you? Okay, yes. All right. Now, usually when I talk to business, they're in three different situations. They're doing okay but want to do better. They're stagnant and there's no growth or they're declining. Tell me where your moving business is now. Stagnant. It's stagnant right now. Okay. Um, would you like more growth if we could get it in the business without much effort? Uh, that would be desirable. Yeah. What would be um, exciting to you as far as more growth in, in the business? Could you could you quantif- quantify it at all? Well, this is a very small operation. Uh, I, I made a year maybe between sixty to seventy, sometimes eighty thousand dollars a year. Okay, that's your gross. Yes. If we could double that, would that would that make you happy? Would that help out? Oh yeah. Okay. Um, tell me a little bit about the operation. How many trucks do you have? One. You have one truck, and um, for 30 years, how have you been getting your business? Uh, direct mail and referrals. Okay, direct mail, huh? Who are you mailing to? Uh, houses on the market for sale. Excellent. Okay, well, let, we're going to get to that. Um, let me ask you a question. Why should someone do business with you? Why your, your moving operation and not someone else? And what I'm trying to identify is I'm trying to look for under-promoted um, unique reasons why someone should use you, including including uh, your operation, your staff experience, you've got 30 years behind you. I want to know if, if when you send your direct mail piece, what do you say in there? Why should someone do business with you and not someone else? What reason why? Well, uh, I have a, a piece that I've been using for more than 20 years is a moving guide and how to do pack 
I have all the tips on how to do pack. How to pack up? How to pack, yes. And uh, the main reasons is, uh, the first one is I am the owner and I am involved in the moving myself. Mm -hmm. So you do it yourself instead of hiring uh, people that you may not be able to trust or something. That's right. Okay. Uh, and the second reason is uh, price. I am not the cheapest guy in town. I am not the highest. I'm in the middle. Okay. The price isn't. But uh, mostly it's just uh, the trust that people have on me and they know that most of the time the move is going to be accomplished with no problems. I see. So when you do a move, you bring you, it's you yourself and you bring a couple guys, right? That's right. This piece, did you create and write how to pack and move a home? Did you write it yourself or was it someone else's that you just used? Somebody else's I used. Okay. And, and you started using that 20 years ago? Yes. And has it been, do people read it actually? That's the main reason why I get business. So you're sending that piece. Do you send a letter with it on, you know, on top of it? No. It's a flyer that is a fold-out in four parts. One of the parts has a, a play for the address. Yeah. The second part is, is, has a big bold letters, uh, uh, moving, free moving guide on how to do parking. And then the rest is just information on how to do parking. And then couple of reasons why I moved with me. Now, these are homes of people who are who you know are moving? Yes. Who have just sold their house? Yes. And where do you get the list from? For many years, I used to get it from the multi-listing service. Okay. Uh, when that becomes completely uh, automatized through the computer, I lost that uh, capability. So uh, what I did is uh, my computer set up to get addresses and... Uh, I get the addresses from the uh, Sunday's paper, uh -huh. the house listed for sale, open house. I just put it in my computer and send the... How many, uh, how many are you sending out a month? About eight, 800, 900 a month. Okay. All right, well, let's, we'll get to that in a second. But as far as these things you've explained, um, in that mailing piece, do you talk about you've been in business 30 years and how you yourself will come out and yes. do the move? So you explain these reasons why in that, in that piece that the customer gets. Yes. So you're building the trust right there. Yes. Your movers who help you, do they understand these reasons that are important themselves? I don't think so. I, they don't have the slightest idea what they are doing. They just know how to move furniture. Okay. There are people that work for me for years. I see. Well, you know, one thing that's really important is to get these reasons why integrated with your whole business, and that would include those people. I mean, they're helping you move, but do you realize if you educate them to the special reasons why someone should choose you over someone else, they can be a real benefit in helping you bring in business. So they have, a, first of all, it builds pride in their, in their work that they know the reasons why people are doing business with you rather than just, you know, 
being paid the $7 an hour or whatever you pay them. So this is called a USP, and it's, it's your uniqueness. And even though there's other movers in your area, some cheaper than you, some more expensive than you, many of them make the mistake of not giving the reasons why they should do business with you. So the first thing we do with clients is we establish your uniqueness. And we do more research than what you've told me. I'm sure we can find other reasons why someone should do business with you. And this has to be communicated all through your company, or at least it should have been over the last 30 years, because this clear, concise reason why people should do business with you will help you help isolate you from all the other moving companies. You see? It, it sets you apart. Do you see how that, that having that clarity um, could help you make more business if you had that over the last 30 years? Yes. Okay. Next, um, let me ask you this. You're, you send out, you told me you send out uh, um, about 800 a month, right? Yes. What's it cost you, 37 cents? Uh, no, uh, I do bulk mail. Uh, I pay maybe 20 cents. What geographical location, how many mile radius are you sending out from you? Uh, 10 miles. So anything, anyone moving within a 10 mile radius, and where are you located exactly? Uh, I'm in the metropolitan Washington, D.C. area. Okay. For number's sake, let's say you send out a, a thousand. How many, uh, how many end up converting into moves out of a, out of a thousand? Can you give me an idea? Four or five. Four to five. I, I, what I do get a lot is referrals. Okay, but let's talk about just the first, the direct mail. So you'll send out a thousand, out of a thousand, you'll get maybe four or five, right? Well, that depends on the time of the year. Yeah. Because in summer, I might get maybe eight or ten, because it's the time when everybody moves, and mm-hmm. you know, I get a lot more response. Today, in in the middle of winter, is harder. Okay. Um, how much can you make average? Can you quantify an idea? If you send out a thousand, let's say you get four, okay, for easy numbers sake. How much can you make on a move net profit by the time you make the move? How much is a customer worth? At about 500. 500 bucks? Yes. Okay. Five, uh, 600, sometimes a thousand. But uh, roughly speaking, if we are trying to get a, a consensus, is maybe five, 600. Okay, so let's say 500. Now, um, do you ever mail that a second time? Do you just mail it one time? Uh, no, most of the time what I do, every Sunday I check the paper, and if I see the house for the second time or the third time, I keep sending letters. So you're checking them physically in the paper? Physically, yes. But those thousand. Not a label involved. It sounds like it. But but the thousand names that you buy from the broker or for the multiple listings, these you get from in a, in a database, right? Well, I put it in my, in my database, but with no name, it's just the address. But you're typing these in all yourself? Yes. All one thousand? Yeah. Is your is someone helping you, or are you doing it yourself? I'm doing it myself. Well, why? You know, you could go to a mailing list broker and buy these names already. No, because these are special names of people that have houses for sale at the present time. So you're, okay, so this, the multiple listing data would not have this, right? No, the multiple listing 
that I have it, but I, I have no access to it. You don't think you can get access to that information? Uh, I'm not really sure. I bet you can. Do you realize you could? If there's a list out there, you can get it. I, I would be 99% sure that this data that you've been spending all these years typing in yourself, you can buy this already done, and you can buy it for a lot cheaper than the time you're spending entering all this data into a database. Absolutely, I'm positive of it. These names of, of people with their houses for sale, this is available through a list broker. I think so? Absolutely, I know so. I, I'm, absolutely. You can get a list anything you want. You just got to know where to go. Okay. So would that make your job easier if you could just if you could just buy the list for 150 bucks a thousand rather than spending all your days typing this stuff in, looking okay. through... Okay, so you see how that you could save yourself some time and spend some of your time on more important things with the moving business, like uh, getting you know getting customers and stuff. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you, how many people maybe inquire uh, from the uh, mailing, but do not end up using the service? You, you're going to end up with four customers, but I'm sure you get more than four inquiries, right? At most most of the time. The person that calls me, I get it. Most of the time. Most of the time. Uh, I'm pretty good at sales. Okay. If, if, if I don't get it, it's because uh, there were lookers, there were uh, people that, uh, they would call 12 people to give estimates and, you know. All right. What ha do you capture those person's name and phone number every time someone calls? Um Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Okay. So what happens to the people who do not convert into uh, sales? They go. They go. And you never follow up on these guys? Not really, no. Okay. The way how I see it, if they want to take me, it's okay. If they don't, Still okay. Okay, and that's fine. But, you know, um, in my experience, those people who call are calling for a reason. They're not calling because they don't need to move. They're calling and they're shopping, okay? But you know how in people's lives, people get busy. The baby starts crying. they got to go take the kids to school. They lose the number. They forget. Something comes up. And many times, a day or two will go by and they still don't have a mover. Do you realize if you just took... All these inquiries' names down and followed up with a simple letter or a call maybe a couple days later saying, you know, I know you called me last Wednesday about moving and, you know, we're all busy and I wanted to make sure that you, I wanted to call you back again and uh, make sure that, uh, or see if I could help you with anything. If you did that on a consistent basis, do you think you could maybe bring in or increase your response, your closing ratio just by making a simple contact? Contact a couple days after that first call. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think you have a good point up there. Absolutely. And this is the easiest way because you've already done the advertising. Many times it just is a timing thing. In a simple contact, a simple phone call to those people, even they were, even though they're looking, they may have intentions of calling five, six, seven people, but may never get around to doing it because that's life. Things happen, right? Yes. There's always crises. There's things that come up. People lose things, and they lose your number. Uh, they throw the papers thrown away, and they wish they could have called you back, but they didn't have the number, you see? And they have no way of getting back with you. But by you implementing a simple system and making 
making a simple phone call back to those people who originally inquired, whether it's two days from the time they call, and then maybe another call two weeks from the time they call, or a, you know, a month. They may be thinking of moving, but the house maybe didn't sell. Or maybe they had a contract and they thought they were going to be moving in two weeks, but the contract the attorney screwed it up. So now their move is delayed and they still need a mover. You see what I'm saying? By you keeping in front of these prospects, do you see how you could increase your response and increase your income? Because some of those people, just by following up a little bit more consistently, instead of letting these prospects go, you could make more money? Yeah. Okay. And that's simple, isn't it? That's not hard, is it? That's called a that's a hidden asset. These leads calling you are people raising their hand, but by you not following up, you're letting you're 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 leaving money on the table. And this is not hard to implement. If I could save you the time from entering all this data into a database by finding a direct a list broker, you could take that time spending up with qualified leads rather than spending the time entering data that you, that you could uh, that you could buy for cheaper than your time. Your time's going to be worth more money following up with these prospects. You'll make more money doing that than entering data because you can pay someone uh, four bucks an hour to enter data. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about past and present prospective customers. I want to look for a customer base that's not being worked, inactive customers, um, or lack of a database. I want to look for cross-selling opportunities in your moving business, um, back-end opportunities, meaning that you could sell your customers something else, or customers who have never used you again. Let me ask you this. Your customers who move, are they generally moving locally from one local area, or are they moving out of town? They normally move locally. They move locally uh, from apartment to an apartment or apartment to a house or house to an apartment. What's an average move going to cost them compared to what you're going to make? You say you're going to make 500 Is that net profit, or is that your, your gross sales? Uh, that would be... Uh, net. Okay, you're going to make 500 net. And what do you figure your cost on the move is? So what are they going to pay? 800? They pay 800. So you've got 300 bucks in your guys, your time, your truck, your gas, and, and all your other stuff. Right. So, um, so, and how many times have you ever had customers use you more than once? Do you, or are they generally a one-time hit? Well, normally they are one-time hit. But uh, I do get customers after five years, after three years, after ten years, fifteen years. Okay. So, do you the customers who actually use you and spend the money with you? Do you have them in a database? No. You do not. Okay. Um, and so, over the past thirty years, let's just give me an average. Are you how many customers are you going to have a month? Five to ten. Uh, my average. For years, between 220, 240, 250 customers. Okay, 250 customers a year. Uh huh. Okay, and you do not have you have the date you you enter the uh, pr the prospective prospects in a database, but you do not maintain any kind of database of the customers who have already spent money with you. No. Okay. Do you see how having those names in a database because they've raised their hand they've already said I trust you they've used your services are people generally happy with your moving services yes 
Okay. Um, by you've, that's the hardest thing to do is get the customer. You've you've spent the money in sending out the mailing piece. You've taken the phone call. You've qualified them. They've raised their hand. You've provided a service. They've paid you money. They're happy, right? They trust you. Yeah. Now. By having these guys in a database, there are many opportunities for you to resell them something else. What does someone, and we're going to get into this, but let me just, just based on referrals, you say you get a lot of referrals, don't you? Yeah. Now, do you, do you? Two, three, maybe four a month. Four a month. Do you ask for these referrals or do these come naturally? Uh... What do you mean naturally? Meaning, when you move someone, do you say, um, you know, I, uh, I've moved you, I, I hope you're happy with my services. Do you know of anyone else who may be moving in the near future that I could call? Do you, do you have an active referral system getting referrals? No. Okay. Would you agree that referrals are one of the best and easiest ways to get business? Oh, yes. Because the trust is already there. Do you think if you if you sent out a couple uh, postcards or a, a letter or even called just 250 customers, your happy customers, every month and just ha- or paid someone to do this and said, um, this is your moving company. I know you had a great experience when we moved you. Do you know of anyone this month who may be moving that I could call? If you just simply asked for it. If you asked 250 people 12 times a year, let's say you made, so let's just say, this, this, is, this could be exciting, okay? Let's say you got 250 people a year as customers, and you called them every month, that's 12 times a year, that's 3,000 phone calls. Let's be conservative. Do you think each one of those persons could bring you, give you one referral um, every six months if you just did that? I mean, doesn't everyone? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't everyone is everyone knows people who are moving, and people move over different times. I mean, I could tell you people moving. I could give you three or four people who I know are moving within the next, within the last six months. So let's just say you called 250 people, and let's be let's be conservative. Each person gave you one referral. Every six months. So that's going to be two new referrals. That's going to be 500 new customers a year that you just got from your happy customers. Now, 500 customers a year, and let's say you make yourself 500 bucks. Now, sit down for this, okay? That's $250,000 in business. Wow. Do you see how asking for referrals, doing nothing but making a free phone call because it's local, even if you paid someone $50,000 a year to do nothing but make phone calls and work a referral system, how that could make you more money? You're right. Okay. And these are from your customers who love you. And this is nothing but establishing a relationship with your customers. You being almost like their friend. Have you ever heard of Joe Girard? He's the guy who sold more cars. He's in the Guinness Book of World Records. This is what this guy does. Joe Girard isn't the guy who they bought their car from. He's part of the family. And he sends a big card every month. He sends it on their birthday. He sends it on their anniversary. He is almost like family. So the minute that family thinks of someone who needs a car, who do they call? 
they call Joe. Well, you could do that. You could do the same thing. Even if you invested 50 grand for someone, that's a, that's a good salary for someone working to implement a system like this. You see the money you can make just on referrals? It's astronomical. Even if you did half that, that's still, that's still over 100 grand in business. Hundred grand net, excuse me. That's a hundred grand in net profits for you. So, do you see how capturing your customers' names and their information can make you money? You've got to have a way to keep in touch with your customers. Okay. Okay? That's one of the things we do when you bring in, when you hire me as a consultant, we implement that system in for you. We help you get that integrated into your business. Now, let's talk about something even more exciting. Here's another thing that we do as, as marketing consultants for small businesses, and that's called alliance opportunities, okay? Alliance opportunities, I want to look for relationships with other businesses we could use their database and their customer list to sell your moving services. Who else knows that that family or that home is about to be moved? Who else knows besides you what other businesses know that there's going to be a move coming up soon? Well, the, the real estate agents is the first one to know. The real estate agents. Have you ever worked with a real estate agents to use them as uh, bird dogs or lead generators for you? I do get referrals from them. Okay. So they're a good source of referrals, aren't they? Yes. And uh, you probably have some who have been referring you for a long time? Yes. And they, they call you, and, say, and what do they say when they call you? They say, hey, Rafael, I have a customer I want you to take care of for me. Okay, so a real estate agent having a reliable, trusted uh, moving company like yourself that they feel confident recommending to their, uh, their real estate clients is a benefit. It's almost like an added service for that real estate agent, right? Uh-huh. Now, we could articulate that in a letter to real estate agents all in your geographical area. And we can explain to them how a real estate agent can set themselves apart from all their other real estate agents by having a reliable mover to help their clients make an easy transition into another home or into another apartment or into another area. And by sending out, do you think if we could send out maybe a 1,000 letters or 500 or even if you made phone calls, that person who you're paying 50000 a year, have that as another part of her job or his job is to call on real estate agents. Because when we, when we get a real estate agent on our side who's out there selling houses all month long, they're not, a, they're not worth just 500 bucks. If they refer their clients to you, they are worth to you, they could be worth over a year's time uh, 5000 because they could refer, if they get on your side and they like you and you've established a relationship, and maybe even if there's something in it for them, I don't know whether a commission would motivate them, but something where they knew about you and you, you built trust with them, you could have 10 real estate agents in your area giving you more referrals. So if you actively pursued um, opportunities, joint ventures, with people who know who's moving in the area. 
That's one idea. Do you see how that, that if you got one real estate agent who liked you and, and was willing to provide you referrals, if they provided you a referral every month, that's, that's $5,000 a year in net profit for you just by getting a real estate agent referring you. Now, what if you had 10 of them? And, and with some work, some phone calls, calling, even if you called on 100 real estate agents and you didn't do it yourself, you hire someone to do this, and this is their job, is to establish relationships with uh, real estate agents. If you had 10 real estate agents bringing you 10 additional uh, clients every uh, year, that's 50000 a year in extra income. In, in net profit for you just by establishing a relationship. And real estate agents are just one person. You want to hear a perfect joint venture opportunity? What about appraisers, people who come and appraise homes? Oh, yes. Those people are in contact with the people even before they... Even before. What if you could do a simple letter to uh, real estate appraisers in your area? These guys make... A lot of these appraisers are independently operated businesses, small businesses, where they make 100 and 150 bucks to go out and appraise a home, right? Uh-huh. They're working for themselves. They would love the opportunity to be able to offer another service to that potential client. If you provided the appraisers with um, your mail-out piece that you send out with your, your company name on there and just gave them a stack of those and put a little number on the back where each appraiser had a little code and they pass them out to all their customers they do appraisals on because that customer is getting their home appraised because they're selling it and they're thinking about moving. And if someone called from that little brochure and you kept track of their number, you could give the appraiser um, you know, a free dinner to one of the nicest restaurants or something nice for them, right? Yes. Or a commission. You could have all the appraisers on your side in your area bird-dogging and bringing you referrals, bringing you business. Do you see how that could make you more money? Thank you for listening. You're listening to an exclusive interview with Michael Sinoff's HardToFindSeminars.com. Please continue to Part 2. I started in the business buying and reselling hard-to-find seminars material. I had specialized in locating the very most expensive material, which was by a marketer named Jay Abraham. Well, I purchased from the original owners the original seminar material in the form of audio tapes, videotapes, books, and courses, and I resell them to people like you for pennies on the dollar. So someone may have paid $20,000 to attend a seminar and sit five days in an uncomfortable chair, but they all come home with the audio tapes. Well, I, from a personal need, didn't have the money, and I located hundreds of people who had these seminars, and I buy them and resell them to you. So what that means for you is you could get a $20,000 seminar for 10 to 20 cents on the dollar from me. If you go to hardtofindseminars.com, go to the product page, and look for the section J. Abraham, and you'll see a multitude of seminars that I have available waiting for you. So if you want to take advantage and learn from the very best marketer in the world, Jay Abraham, and if you want to do it for a lot less money, head on over to hardtofindseminars.com, and I'm sure I'll have something that will fit your budget.